Hi, I'm Pete Price, and on my podcast is a dear friend of mine. I'm very fond of this young man. He's going to have a new baby very soon in his life. Very excited about it. 5th of August, he comes to the Epstein Theatre. Here's Mr. Ray Quinn talking everything show business. Ladies and gentlemen, I always promise you smashing guests, and this guest is something a bit special. He's a mate. He's going to be a daddy again. He has been working all over the world with the cruise ships, but has come back to start his British tour of theatres starting on the 5th of August at uh, the Epstein Theatre on a Friday night, celebrating swing music, Mr. Ray Quinn himself. (laughs) Hi, Pete. So, um, how's the cruise ships doing? Because you're travelling all over the place. You know what, mate? Yeah, fantastic. It's just a, a dream gig, really. p and O has been so kind to me um, with all the work and stuff, obviously. And um, the room is amazing. The the audience, to sell out every night, the audience is fantastic. Um, and I get to do both the Britannia and the Iona, and I'm starting Arvia uh, next year. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's a dream gig. I mean, the room's perfect for my music. Yeah. No, it is indeed. I know the room, and I know that you're doing really well. And a lot of big stars work that room. It's it's fantastic. Ray, I've got to ask you, um, and, and and tell us all about it. Um, how have you been coping with all the problems we hear about, if it's true or not, at the airports? Tell us about your travelling. Oh, yeah, it's been a nightmare, to be honest. But I've been been quite lucky really uh, with getting little sort of fast passes and stuff I just ask at the desk oh right <laughs> uh, other than that though I have queued many a time but I've tried to sort of with me going to Manchester airport on a regular basis uh, I mean I'm there you know almost every other week so yeah, yeah. Um, I'm used to sort of little nooks and crannies if you like because uh, it's like my new office as it were yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. Now, tell me, have you got have you got your clothes through? Because John Martin, uh, who's the comic, Liverpool comic, has been doing the cruise ships. He's had a problem uh, and got no clothes. He had to go on stage with jeans on. Oh yeah, I've lost my bag three times, but they brought it back to the UK for one time, and then the second time they brought it to the, you had to bring it to the ship because I was doing ten shows on the ship. So, and I waited like three days for the ship, the suitcase to get yeah. to my, yeah. to the dock the port that we was in yeah. yeah it was a bit of a nightmare I did have to I did have to wear one of the butlers well they offered me one of the butlers suits <laughs> from the suite and it was ha- absolutely huge and I looked like my dad in it it was like I felt like I was wearing my dad's suit it was awful so uh, I got off in uh, a little village in Norway and they had a co-op they had another little shop and a little pet store and then this this tailored suit shop it was yeah. unbelievable so I bought I had to buy myself a suit yeah. I couldn't wear that again no, that's it. it is incredible but you see Ray people don't understand that they hear all about it um, and you know oh you're on a cruise ship you do an hour a night that's it they have no oh, idea about you going there, the travelling, the hotels, they're then being flown to another ship the, it, it's a different world isn't it yeah, I mean, I, we have a little joke between myself and me, MD. You know, we say we, we sort of get, this is the part we get paid for as in like the travelling, you know, because mm, yeah. that's the hardest part because the gigs are just wonderful. They really are. And the audiences have been fantastic. I mean, standing ovations in a room, like 
the way it, it's just beautiful, you know, and the setting is so great. And I get to just be myself, and it's worked really well, you know. And uh, so much so, I came back from a cruise last week, uh, and they asked me to come back again, and I, and I couldn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm maxing them out like it's just a fantastic cruise yeah. ship, and, and the staff and everything is fantastic. But yeah, I always have a joke saying I get paid for the travel because <laughs> the gigs are breeze. Are you yeah. um, are you doing well with the CD selling? Uh, I'm not sure to be honest. I, the last time I checked them was when we've like about six months after our release, and we did oh, all right, yeah. yeah. But um, I'm just enjoying my gigs, you know, and I feel like I found myself within the trade. If you know what I mean, like. I know where I stand and I know what I'm good at and, you know, I found my little niche and my niche is live entertainment. That's what that's what I'm most passionate about, you know, these days and I think uh, a lot's changed over the pandemic and it's made me figure out sort of where I sit right and, you know, I enjoy that side of it more than anything. If you just joined us, I'm talking to Ray Quinn, who's got a show starting at the Epstein Theatre on the 5th of August. He's going all over the country, but he's starting in Liverpool, where his his passion is. It's interesting you just said that about the pandemic then, Ray, because you have been all over the place with your career. Um, uh-huh. And it, it's unusual, isn't it? Because a lot of artists do do that before they find where they're going. Yeah, I think, I guess in the last year or so, it's really hit me, you know, what I know I'm good at, what I'm happy doing, what yeah. fulfills me the most, what makes me happy. Uh, and I've done theatres, I've done reality shows, I've done uh, live TV, I've done radios, I've done, um, you know, obviously musical theatre tours, uh, West End plays, I mean, you know, you name it, I've tried, I've tried it all, but for me, you know, that live element of me just being myself and uh, talking to the audience. I don't think even they expect it because I've had a lot of people come up to me in the show afterwards, especially on the cruise, where they said, you know what, mate, I was half dragged here because my wife loves you on Dance on Ice. And I went, oh, that's down, that mate, nice. And he said, but let me tell you, I'm totally converted. I had no idea that you were that funny or you could sing that well. He said, I can... I, I, honestly, he said, uh, I'm a fan. And they rebooked for the Iona, knowing that I was going on it. And he went upstairs and said to them, when's Ray next on? That's when we want to book. And he rebooked another cruise about three months later and come and see me again. See, and, uh, Ray, you only, you, only need, you only need one person like that. That makes the job all worthwhile. Forget the money. That makes the job all worthwhile. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, that, and that's it. And I felt like, oh, for once in my life, I've felt like I just found, uh, yeah. you know, found my little niche, found what I, I was happy doing. Ray, I've said it before, I loved you on Brookside as a kid. I then saw you and didn't realise you could sing. I knew you could dance because I knew you were an all-round entertainer. I saw you at the Philharmonic, which was the first time, and I was, as you know, blown away all those years ago. And and I've always said to you, whenever you've lost yourself and wherever you've gone, you must go back to that route because that route was superb. You took the Philharmonic by storm that night and it wasn't because you were a young lad it was because you have a voice and you sing and sell a song beautifully yeah I I, I was just you know it's funny I was talking about that gig the other day saying I'd love to do that again I'd love to get back in the Philharmonic and have that huge orchestra behind me Um, it was with Neville Skelly uh, all those years ago and uh, 
what a, what a fantastic event. I mean, where are those events now? Can I, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's <laughs> expensive, it's isn't just, that's the problem? Yeah, of course, of course. It's good old-fashioned entertainment, but yeah. like I say, I've always had a passion for this type of music ever since I was a little boy, and yeah. even at that time, like, I think about 14 or 15 I was, you know, and I sang with the Bo Jangles with that huge orchestra behind me, and it was almost like I'd escaped yeah. reality. Uh, not that I wanted to or needed to. It was just like a, no, wow. That's that part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a, Ray, can you, know. you ever describe the moment, and it was a while ago, but I'm sure it never ever left you. Can you ever describe the moment you walked into that studio in Hollywood and that orchestra was sitting there and you were a young lad who just on telly, you'd been promised this and they gave you what they promised you. Can you, can you explain how you felt when you walked in? Oh, I felt like, uh, the only way I explain it is I felt like Robbie Williams, felt like superstar, you know, at such a young age, and I thought, oh, this is forever, as you would. You think, oh, made it now, this is it. Um, and being such a kid, you know, and, and I went for it, and I just, I relished in it. I enjoyed every single moment, because I was like, wow, you know. But I almost as well, like, in a way, like, took it for granted. It sounds silly, but I just felt like, you know, oh, this is it now, this is the way yeah, my yeah. life is, yeah. you know. Because I was only a kid, I didn't understand the ups and downs of, not just the, the, the show, but the business side of it too. Um, I wasn't aware fully, really, like I am today. No. Um, but overwhelming as well, you know, to see a room full of all these amazing bands and musicians. And there was one gentleman that I met who'd actually played for Frank Sinatra. And he told me like, a little story about Frank when he used to play for him and stuff. And just seeing an insight yeah. to all that was yeah. just like unreal. And by Frank, I mean Frank Sinatra, yeah. obviously. Yeah, it's interesting you say that, you know, you took it for granted, which I understand because you were young, you were finding yourself. Let's go back even further. When you won the award at Brookside, did you think that was the end? Did you think this is where I'm going? I mean, you've had so many highlights in your career. Yeah. But as a young lad, and, and you know I've said this to you a million times, I'll never forget you walking. I get upset walking down the stairs to get your prize on the telly. It always upsets me. Because you're oh. in a terrible state. <laughs> I know, I was just trying my eyes out. Um, it's mad because I've, I've, I've um, going to meet the last of the day and I come across the uh, the awards. I brought them out, you know, give yeah, them yeah. a little polish and that because it's so good, great, you know, great little memories, especially to tell me kids about and that. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, I was, again, such a little boy. I was so young, uh, tiny, but... I think it was in that moment, really, because uh, I was still in school then, you know, I was winning the awards and stuff. It was like, you know, again, a, a little moment where I thought, yeah, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And I think that day sort of really stamped it, in, you know. What, what I love about you, Ray, is I love or hate you, uh, you are a consummate professional. When you sell a song, you sell a song. When you do panto, you don't mess about. You you mm. must rehearse. You must get it right. I've always, always respected you over that. You're coming to the Epstein Theatre on the 5th of August to start the tour. Yeah. The tour, it's dead handy you're in this country because you're going to be a daddy soon, aren't you? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's why the tour's quite spread out because baby's due on my birthday. Wow. In August, the end of August. So she's got about five weeks left. So I'm very excited. I can't wait. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, again, I think as you get a bit older, you realise just how important and, and how sort of fragile these situations are. And uh, I mean, I worry about anything, but this 
in particular. I'm like, is everything okay? You know, every morning. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> you're about to. You okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, but so yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it, and I can't wait because I don't know what I'm having. So it's a nice little surprise, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm, like I'm overwhelmed that. really. Like that. Fifth yeah. of August, you're at the Epstein Theatre. Everybody's going back to theatres now. There are a few tickets left, not many. Uh, if you want to go and see them, what can they expect, Ray? Um, basically, exactly the same night as what I've been doing for the last six months. I mean, you know, it's, I've got a live big band with me. Uh, I'll be singing all of the greatest hits from Dean Martin, Frank, all the ones that I love, and and it's telling a little journey across the way. Um, I mean, I don't really like that way, but it is, it's, you know, a story in between each song, and it's the way where it all started for me and, and why. I'll be doing a little Q and A sessions. Um, so just a, basically a good old fashioned evening with me and uh, um, um, you know make you laugh make you cry make you smile make you happy and, and do me job hopefully and <laughs> ladies and gentlemen he's just off the cruise ship so he's he's gone all sophisticated on us he's going to be there <laughs> but as soon as he gets on that stage at the Epstein it will be dropped everything will be dropped oh, listen, he'll be back to no, his roots <laughs> absolutely listen there's no other place I could start this tour than Liverpool and that's why I was yeah. so made up that you'd agree to speak to me about it because you know the Epstein is probably one of the first theatres that I, I played in as a kid even before Brookside when I was in Panto and it was the Neptune and I think and there I was in there uh Peter Pan, Peter Pan, all those years ago with you, with Eunice, yeah. <laughs> and I was Pan. a lost boy, and uh, I've always loved that theatre. I always had a real soft spot for it, and uh, uh, yeah, it was the only place I could start really. And it's a lovely little chocolate box theatre, and, and exactly the perfect setting for for what my evening consists of. And it's going to be a fantastic night, one night only, fifth of August in the Epstein. Come and see me; I'd love to see you there. Yeah, what I love about it is the intimacy of the theatre. I, exactly. I, I'm getting sick of these stupid arenas and everything. And all you do is sit and look at a screen. You don't look at the artist. You're too far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And and and. Again, that's what my show lends itself to. Like, I've really found my little sort of my little corner where I'm happy and and and, and I relish it. I relish the moment and I, and I thrive in that sort of intimacy where I can see people's faces. And I only have to see one person in the audience who's smiling, singing along, and enjoying themselves. And 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 that 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 takes me. And and then you know, however much you give me, is I give you back times ten, times a million. Um, so come and have a good night and, and kickstart your summer off because it'll be one to, uh, to remember and you'll be made up your book <laughs> you, well you will because it's a great night out Ray one thing I love too about you is you've found yourself you've had your ups and downs with relationships you're now in a phenomenal relationship with another yeah. baby on the way you've got your family Absolutely. close to you. Um, you, you you're in a good place aren't you I am yeah I was saying to Emily yesterday my missus my fiance you know so they never felt so much, you know, so content ever in, in my life. And uh, yeah, I don't know whether it's age or experience or what, but yeah, everything sort of clicked together. And uh, like you said, I had my ups and downs and losing my dad and everything in the pandemic. It was a tough one, a tough, tough time. Uh, but however, I think everything does happen for a reason. And I was watching down on me. And if you could see me now, you know, Dead proud, and know he was because uh, I've never felt so, you know, so happy and content and 
settled in my life, yeah. you know, yeah. quite happy where it is now. So Which whatnot, is, I know. Yeah. Good place. Your dad will be there at the Epstein, make no mistake. He'll be going, <laughs> and you will be conscious of him there. I always remember oh, yeah. Mickey Finn said to me, when I did the late Mickey Finn, when I did the Palladium, he said, you'll stand on that Palladium stage, he said, and you won't even know the audience is there because you will be so overwhelmed at that atmosphere on that mm. stage, knowing the famous people. Well, I know when you go on the Epstein, first of all, you'll give everything to the audience, but your dad, I promise, will be with you. I know he will. Hey, listen, I know he will because uh, I wear a suit, so he had some boss suits to be dad. <laughs> so you nicked all his suits? <laughs> Yo, I, yeah, yeah. Everyone went, I'm going to throw these away. I said, no, you're not. I'm having them. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. To be honest, Pete, most of them, most of them were mine anyway. I just gave them. And, uh, <laughs> So you yeah, got all your suits it. back. You got all your old suits back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Is there yeah. a day goes by that somebody doesn't mention Brookside? Oh no, no, <laughs> never, never. Like, and it's crazy because people go, "Oh, are you that? Are you that lad off uh, Brookside?" And I'm expecting them to say, "I don't know." X Factor or Dance of the Night, obviously the most recent ones. Uh, but no, they always like mention, and I'd say eighty percent, seventy-eight percent of the time they mention Brookside, especially in around Liverpool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's mad. It is. It is. I was working I the other night with Simon O'Brien. I mean, oh, from Brookside. God. I mean, God bless us all those years ago. It it spawned a lot of stars, didn't it? Oh yeah, it did. Of course, it did. There's a lot of talented people in there, and good people, and you know. Good, good work and good things should happen to good people, I think. And uh, there was plenty of them in there. And obviously, uh, it did. So, and uh, I was part of that myself. And, yeah. I, and I'm glad that I was a, a part of that history, you know, because it is huge. It's like, you know, the like the coronation ending or something. And 20 years' time, you go, wow. Yeah. Well, how many years is that going? And mm. how well did it do? Brookside is exactly the same, if not better. Ray, love or hate Brookside, it broke so many stories. It dealt with so many issues. And by the way, you said lots of people have done well out of it on both sides of the camera. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Incredible. Ray, 5th of August, Friday night, Epstein Theatre. We need the money for the new baby, so come on. (laughs) (laughs) If you enjoyed that... Why not subscribe? We've got a great back catalogue of interviews. Subscribe and join the family with our podcast.